bless the name of the Lord our God. So glad you joined us here tonight. I'm excited about another time to lift up the name of the Lord in Bible study. Thank you for joining us. I pray that you are ready. Get your Bibles in your hands. And let's go to the throne of grace and pray as we enter this lesson tonight. God, we submit ourselves humbly to your divine care and keeping. We ask that you would bless us, open up our minds and our hearts that we may receive. We pray for those who will be listening who are not feeling well, that you will be with them to strengthen them, to cause recovery to come in them. We pray for those who may be experiencing now the early symptoms of COVID or maybe coming out of COVID, we ask God that you would cover them and cover their minds and spirits of the blood and let them know that your love is sustained even through this season of their lives. Ask that you speak afresh in our lives and to our lives in Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> now it's exciting tonight, I wanna to talk again. I've been working on this theme that you are aware of which is simply answers for the struggle, ancient wisdom for modern problems, answers for the struggle, ancient wisdom for modern problems. The thing that I've come to realize is that the problems that we endure now are the same problems that have been endured for generations, problems of love and intimacy, problems of strangers and dangers, problems of temptations, problems of sickness and health, problems of disease, problems with finances, all of those issues of life that we are dealing with, the struggles of home life and work life and balance have all been dealt with throughout generations. The only thing that colors our experience is that we've, the humanity has existed long enough that we've made progress in certain areas for certain creature clients. Uh, so we, we're blessed that we don't necessarily have to go around on a mule or horse and buggy, but we have automobiles and we've moved beyond that to having airplanes and we've got ship um, vessels that can hold thousands of people and go on cruises just for pleasure. We, we've, we've not done anything different, but we've expanded. And, and with it has not changed the plethora of issues or problems. <laughs> Which is why it reminds me and lets me know that we can use what they learned then, now, particularly the wisdom that was gleaned both through communal knowledge, that is wisdom that was gained by more than just the children of Israel, in the case of the Hebrew scriptures, but wisdom that was around based on living in the area, and wisdom that God imparted to them as divine wisdom, sometimes in the form of, of poetry, sometimes in the form of prophecy, sometimes in the form of wise sayings. And so we, we go after it, we pursue it. The subheading for this section in Proverbs chapter two it's simple. It says, the pursuit of wisdom brings security. That's the subheading to this Proverbs chapter 2. And I think that's an appropriate subheading. The pursuit of wisdom brings security. 
In other words, the, the subheading wants to let you know up front that those who go after, who strive, who struggle, who strain to gain riches, wealth, fortune, fame, those things may get them, but they get them unsecured. But those who go after wisdom gain something more than wisdom. They gain security. It doesn't say that you can't have those other things, but if you have those things and you have no wisdom, it won't last long anyway, because we'll find out later on as we study these scriptures that a fool and his money are soon parted. Everything comes back to wisdom. What is your wisdom? And so with that in mind, I want to look at this text. Proverbs chapter 2. Now, in Proverbs chapter 2, it offers several things. And beginning with verse 1, if you get your Bibles, let's read 1 through 4. 1 through 4 says, and I'm reading the Amplified Edition. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, so that your ear is attentive to skillful and godly wisdom, and apply your heart to understanding, seeking it consciously, and striving for it eagerly. Yes, if you cry out for insight, and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek skillful and godly wisdom, as you would silver, and search for her as you would hidden treasures. I want to start with this idea, and that is the pursuit of wisdom comes with a conditional requirement, and that is if, if, it's conditional, if. If you do this, there's going to be an end result. It says if. And what one has to recognize is that the blessings come if we do what we say we are going to do in seeking wisdom. There's no blessing in simply talking about it. No blessing is simply saying, I want it, I need it, got to have it. No. You have to do it. You have to do it. You've got to think that this is something I want to have, and you've got to open up your ears and open up the heart of your understanding to strive after it. You've got to look for insight everywhere you go. You've got to seek understanding everywhere you go. You've got to go after it like you're going after gold. You've got to pan for it. You've got to dig like you're digging in a mine and you know that there's a diamond there. Problem with us is we would want somebody to give it to us. 
simply tell us, well, this is wisdom. Well, you know, that's real, real good. But, you know, sometimes if you don't go after a thing, you'll never get it. Uh, I tell you all the time about my, my aunt and uncle in Alabama who were, were surrogate parents somewhat to me and mentored me when I was in, living in Alabama as my parents were in Connecticut. So Ma and Big Daddy, Big Daddy and Ma, they, they've got grown children that are here in Connecticut, Owen Low, love y'all, all of, all of the whole entire family. They're the twins I call out first because I'm close to them. And some of y'all know my, them, Ovella and Lovella. Their, their parents were great to me. And uh, Big Daddy used to drop nuggets of wisdom. And he looked at me one time and he looked at me and said, Reb, you know, they, they had a habit of putting a B on the end of Rev. So Reb, he said, you know, you know the best kind of sense? And I said, no. He said, uh, bought sense. He said, if you pay for it, you'll never forget it. You, you own it then. I, 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 it, it didn't resonate with me in the moment. But later in life, I began to realize that some of the things that, that we get for free, we don't appreciate. But those things we pursue and the claim, lay claim to, we tend to value. We tend to value. And so you need to go after it like you value it. And, and I've, got, I've got three Ds that jump right after this. It, it is, you've got to decide, you've got to desire, and you have to be diligent. You have to decide. Decide that you want to get wisdom. You've got to desire it. See, a lot of people will make the decision, yeah, I'd like to be wise, I'd like to get with yeah, I, it, it sounds cute. But you've got to desire it. What do you mean when you say desire it? I, I mean, you've got to be willing to put in the work to get it. If you're not willing to put in the work to get it, the desire means absolutely nothing. You've got, to want it. You've got to want it with all your strength and tenacity and sagacity. You've got to go after it because you value it. And then you've got to be diligent. That means you've got to make effort to get it. You've got to make effort to get it. You know, um, sometimes, and this is not everyone, sometimes people who are given too much too soon without having to labor at all for it, don't appreciate it. Sometimes it's better to let some folks struggle a little bit for it. You, you, you know, if, if, if the teacher gave you everything the teacher has earned over years of working and accumulating, you may think you know what the teacher knows. No, you know the teacher's interpretation of the knowledge and information that they have garnered and the way in which they wanted to convey it on that day. You've got to get stuff for yourself. You've got to want it. You've got to say, God, I want you to help me to work and walk in wisdom. You know, nothing like seeing good people do stupid things. That, that, that hurts you more. You, know, you see somebody stupid doing stupid things. You see somebody who's already me messed up and evil doing stupid things. You say, mm, that's how they are. But when you see somebody you know is trying to live right and do right, do things that just don't make sense, that show a lack of wisdom, you really want to go over and just grab them and shake them. Shake them and rock them. Rock them and shake them. 
and say, that didn't make no sense. It may not make sense from your vantage point, but from mine it did. Well, then we need to change your vantage point. We need to get you to understand that wisdom is the principal thing. Notice the language. Verse 1, if you receive wisdom, if you receive my words. Verse 3, if you cry out for insight. Verse 4, if you seek skillful and godly wisdom. It is if, 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 if. So that if there is an if, there must be a result after the if, and in this case, it's a then. But I start with the if because guess what? It is not only conditional, but this is something that you get to choose. You choose. Now, let's be honest. All of us have had times where we didn't want to know what was right because what was wrong was so good. Come on back to church. We, we didn't want to know. We didn't want to know. We didn't want to know. Come on, I'll give you an easy one that, that won't mess your head up too bad. But you were eating something. You got a piece of dessert from your favorite restaurant. And you were eating. It was just enjoyable. You said, I'm only going to eat half. And then, then somebody came up and said, do you know how many calories in there? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Just shut up. Because if you tell me how many calories are in there, and they're beyond what I'm supposed to have, I won't be able to enjoy it anymore. Just be quiet. You'd rather be willfully ignorant for the joy of that dessert. And that's the truth in life. Sometimes there are issues by which we seek to be willfully, well, I was going to say dumb, but I don't mean dumb, willfully uninformed. Because information bothers us. Truth bothers us. Righteousness bothers us. Because see, if I know the way and do it not, I'll be beat with many stripes. But if I didn't know the way, then I could say that, oh, oops, I made a mistake. Willful ignorance is no, no excuse. We have to have a desire to want to know right from wrong and what God is doing. Then notice, if you will, that consequential result. The consequential results are the then. If there's an if, then there's a then. So if the if is the condition, the then is what you get in return for meeting the condition. So if I'm seeking after wisdom and I'm striving after the voice of understanding, verse 5 says, then, and I want you to notice how many thens there are. Verse 5 says, then you will, you will understand the reverent fear of the Lord that is worshiping him and regarding him as truly awesome. He said, if you go after wisdom, one of the first things you're going to come up to is how important it is to worship our God. How important it is to reverence God. You, then you're going to discover the knowledge of God. 
For the Lord gives skillful and godly wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. You, you're going to understand how to reverence him. You're going to understand the knowledge of God. That is the word coming out of God's mouth. It's going to be unfolded to you. That's a part of the then. You understand that he stores away sound wisdom for the righteous. I'm in verse 7 now. And those who are in right standing with him. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Those of honorable character and moral courage. He guards the path of justice and he preserves the way of his saints, the believers. Let me help you here. When I seek after wisdom, I'm going to get to the mouth of God. I'm going to get the wisdom of God. I'm going to get the word of God. I'm going to be so in tune with the worship of God, it's going to open up the word of God. See, worship opens word. And those that don't know how to worship don't really don't know how to receive word. I've got people who think they can just study word without worship. They don't realize your heart is made pliable through worship. Your connection to the divinity of God is made pliable and connectable through worship. And then opens you up to the word of God that you not only get it with simple knowledge as in understanding it, what it says, but having the ability to put it into application in your life. There's a lot of folk that understand the word but can't apply the word to their daily existence and it's tragic he says what happens is when you get into the word through your worship he says you you got to know God's got wisdom stored away for you there's wisdom stored away for the righteous there's wisdom all around you and he says look here I'm not only, God's not only going to give you wisdom, but the wisdom God puts around you is going to shield you. He says, verse, this, again, let me just put it to you again. Verse 7 says, he is a shield to those who walk in integrity. He says, as you gain wisdom and you're walking in integrity, your character is upright. He says, look, I've got a shield around you. Let, let me put it another way. There's a hedge of protection that goes with walking in wisdom. There's a hedge of protection that goes with walking in wisdom. You know, there are a lot of things in the world that go on and are said that I'm not up on. I'm not, I'm not always up on the latest language, you know. Sometimes I use words now that, uh, that I think are hip-hop and up on the stuff, you know, and I be throwing them out and my kids look at me like, oh, God. They look, they look like I've just embarrassed them to no end. Oh, Dad, please, don't, don't say that anymore. We, we don't say that anymore. What you mean you don't say that anymore? We were saying that last week. I can't keep up with all that. But what I can't keep up with is how to walk in wisdom. I may not know your language. I may not know all the words happening around. I may not be up on pop culture, but I know how to walk in integrity. And I know when I walk in integrity, God walks with me. God protects me. God keeps me. And it, verse 8 says, he guards the path of, the ju of justice and he preserves the way of his saints. He said, look here. So, so there's some benefits. That's the word. There's some benefits to walking in wisdom. I have a guardian on my path and I've got he who will preserve me. He'll preserve, ooh, thank you, Lord. He'll preserve me because I'm walking in wisdom. 
because I'm walking in wisdom. I, I, I'm, I'm a confession, which is good for the soul. I've got areas in my life where I walk in abundant wisdom. Oh my God, I've walked areas in my life I'm in abundant wisdom. I know I'm in wisdom. Oh, hey, oh yeah. I know I got it. But then there are areas in my life that I know are not walking in wisdom. Therefore, the protection that I would have had I walked in wisdom in that area is not afforded to me in that area. And any protection given to me cannot be lauded by anyone for me because it's only grace. Y'all missed it, went over your head. Just think about it for a moment. Since I didn't walk in wisdom in that area, any protection afforded to me by God in that area is only grace. It's only grace. Because the protection reserved for the wise can't come to me if I haven't functioned in wisdom in that area. And that's why I need to understand how important it is to get wisdom, not just simply in one area, but in every area of your life. It, we need a holistic wisdom. That's why we talk about mind, body, and soul. We need holistic wisdom. That's why, that's why I'm trying to find out, God, how do I bring my body into line with that wisdom? My mind is there. My spirit is there. My anointing is there. My connection with God is there. My prayer life is there. Okay, now I've got to line my flesh up. I've got to bring my body. Why? Because I have to realize that any day I walk, I walk by grace. Every day living is a living day of grace. Why? Because there's a lack in there that is being filled by the grace. And what one has to realize is you've got to get to the place where you're seeking wisdom so that all of the benefits, preach wise, this is a teaching tonight, God knows, I hope you're getting this. You walk in wisdom so that the benefits of wisdom come to you. And in some cases, you don't have to even pray for a thing because the thing is already afforded to you by the wisdom you function in, which triggered blessings and benefits that you did not even ask for. That's where you get to the exceedingly and abundantly above all that you could ask or think because as you walked in wisdom, you were triggering blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings because your wisdom triggered it. Your wisdom opened up a door that you didn't know was being opened. Your wisdom made a benefit that you didn't even know was going to be there. And you look up and say, I don't know how this happened because I didn't do anything. Yes, you did. You walked in wisdom and therefore God blessed you exceedingly abundantly. Listen, he says, then you will understand righteousness and justice in every circumstances. He says, he says when, you, when you walk in this wisdom, the, the, the then benefit then is the understanding of righteousness and justice. Not, not in one area. Do you see how I'm parsing this out between the individual areas and all areas? He says, in every area. He said wisdom is encircling you in every area, every, every circumstance, every situation. He says, I want you to walk in it. I want you to understand what is the righteous part of it, what justice looks like in every circumstance. He says, and integrity and every good path. 
He says, that, that's what happens, that's what happens, that's what happens. He says, for skillful, I'm in verse 10, for those who are following along, for skillful and godly wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Woo, thank you, Jesus. He said, look, he says, when you get this godly wisdom in you, it's going to be pleasant. It's going to be sweet to you. It's going to enter your heart, and it's going to be pleasant to your soul. Do you know when you are walking in wisdom, there's a satisfaction that comes from walking in wisdom? You know, there's an old rock song says, I can't get no satisfaction, but I try. Well, there's a satisfaction that comes when you walk in wisdom because you look back on a situation and you smile because you know that had you not had wisdom and had you not had divine direction, you would have messed up. But wisdom kept you out the snare of the adversary. Wisdom kept you out of the plan of the wicked one. Wisdom kept you out of the lair of that person that wanted to take you down. Wisdom kept you from going where you wanted to go. Wisdom spoke a word of knowledge to you and said, back off from that. Wisdom said, you can't trail with that person because they don't have wisdom and their ignorance will take you down. Wisdom told you not to go or to go even when you didn't want to go and doors will open up because you went where you didn't want to go but it was wise to be there and therefore you learned something you would not have learned if you had not followed the wisdom of God and therefore another door of opportunity was open to you that's the beauty of getting wisdom let me tell you something I want to give this to you you better understand this whoever you allow to speak into your spirit whoever you allow to speak into your spirit has destiny in their mouth be careful who's speaking over your destiny. Because have you, you, if you come into an understanding of it, the wisdom they have may not be of God and therefore derail what God's trying to do for you. How many times? I'm, I'm, I'm going to beg off for a moment. I'm coming back and I'm going to finish this verse in a moment here. But how many times do you know that someone talked you in or talked you up on doing something that you had already known in your spirit you weren't supposed to do. You knew in your spirit that wasn't, you're not supposed to do that. I'm now, I'm not supposed to do that. That ain't wise, that ain't smart, that, that don't make sense, that don't make sense. But they kept on talking. They kept on chirping. And you let them be in your ear and in your spirit, and what did they do? They ended up controlling your destiny through their foolishness. That's why you gotta be careful because wisdom has to enter the heart, and once it gets in the heart, oh my God, that knowledge is pleasant to your soul. It's going to bring you into a new place, into a new place of alignment with God, into a new attunement with those around you and with the divine above you and the divine within you so that the light of Christ can shine through you into the lives of other people. Ah, he says, verse 11, verse 11, Verse 11, he says, discretion will watch over you. Pause, wait a minute, stick a pin up in it. You, you, let me say it again. Discretion will watch over. Uh, I got to say it one more time. Discretion 
will watch over. You know, some people have no discretion at all, and it shows up in their lack of decorum, their lack of, 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 of gentleness, their lack of being who God wants them to be. But discretion is always the better part of valor. It's the better part of wisdom. You've got to know sometimes you can't do this. You should be doing this. You've got to know you might want to hold back a little bit here. You might not want to do as much over here because you need to do some more over here discretion begins to watch over you as you have wisdom. You know, wisdom may cause you to pull back when others are pushing forward because you're functioning in discretion. And by the same point, wisdom may cause you to move forward when others are pushing back because the end of verse 11, understanding and discernment are on guard. Ah, I, I need to pause right there. Because understanding and discernment on God. I want to tell you something. I know, I know um, the apostle says that we ought to seek, you know, the gifts. And he talks about tongues and all those other gifts. And he says, uh, you know, desire the gifts and said, desire that you may be able to interpret and all that. I love that. But I'm going to tell you something. The gift of discernment. Ooh. The gift of discernment, if you got that gift right there, it'll save you a whole heap of headache. If you got discernment, oh my God, it'll keep you out of a whole heap of trouble. If you have discernment, it will make you say no when others are saying yes, and yes when others are saying no. It'll make you go when other people think you should stop. It'll make you stop when other people should go. If you got discernment, you look at some folks and say, nah. I ain't going with that one. I can't hang with you there. No, no, no. You, you, you got discernment. Other people could be rejecting someone and you could be accepting them because you now see that there's something in them that God wants to bless. They may be a whole hot mess right now, but you know God working on their mess. You know, I'd rather work with somebody that's a whole hot mess than work with somebody who thinks they all that in a bag of chips and they're full of mess. Listen, you've got to be careful. Well, watch this. Leading, lending onto the discernment tells us this, this, this next one. He says, verse 12 helps us get there. He says, you will come into the place of confident restraint. Confident restraint. And that is the ability to resist temptation. Oh, man. You know, um, um, being able to resist temptation is, is something that's so important because most of us struggle in this area, the area of temptation. Um, but I want to help you to know the difference between the temptation and just lust or desire. Um, nobody can sing desire like Phil, my boy Phil. Uh, he, he can he can say the word desire and, and make you think about all kinds of things. We, we struggle with desire. We struggle with temptation. But you got to know a real temptation has to have desirability and it has to have availability and access. So something could be desirable but it's not available. 
Something could be desirable and wants to be available, meaning willing, but you have no access. If you don't have availability, it's not really a temptation. You see, <clears throat> for, for a man to say, look here, I handled my temptation, I turned down Holly Berry, when you never met her and she has no desire for you, you ain't saying nothing. That wasn't a temptation. That was wishful thinking. You were looking at Taraj P or Beyonce or, or what's that young girl that be jumping around now, got all the songs out, uh, Cardi B or, or, or the, the girl that I just graduated from college a few weeks ago. It'll come in the moon. Oh, Megan the Stallion. Young man said, oh, I, I turned down Megan the Stallion. Really? You mean you turned her down in the dream you were having last night? Oh, see, if there's no availability, it's just lust. Temptation comes when you are there. It could be Ugly Jane or Ugly Ralph. It could be Pookie, Ray Ray, and Sean John. It don't matter. It could be, it, it, temptation comes when you have there and you decide, say, hey, that's there, but I made a commitment there. That's real temptation. Yes, that's a plate of money right there. But I said I'm not a thief. That's staying there. Yes, I could take that and get away with it. Nobody ever know me. But I'm not touching that. I'm going to taste not, touch not the unclean thing. Wait, come on, come on. Verse 12. He says, wisdom is there and it will help you to keep you away the way of evil. Keep you from the way of evil and the evil man from the man who speaks perverse things. He said, look here, wisdom will come and say, hey, hey, girlfriend, don't listen to that. Boyfriend, don't listen to her. Don't, don't, hey, hey, hey. It, it, it becomes a restraint to you to resist temptation from those who leave the path of, right, of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. It'll give you restraint from some folk. Folks who have gotten off the path, who find joy in doing evil and delight in the perversity of evil. There are folks who doesn't like to do what they like to do when they like to do it, whenever, with whomever they like to do it. They do it till they're satisfied, whatever it is. They, 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 <laughs> whose paths are crooked, who are devious in their ways. To keep you from immoral people. I don't want to just put it on women. There are a lot of immoral people. From seductresses and seductors who offer flattering words. Let me tell you something. There's some pimps out there who want to be 50 cents. I don't know what you heard about me. You can't get a dollar out of me. No Cadillac. No, Because I'm a P-I-M. I'm sorry. P-I-M-P. Listen. There are, there are people who talk flattering words. It's not just a feminine thing. Although this text is speaking to feminine. No. There are a lot of folk who can blow your head up. They even sing about it. 
That is whoever they're with of her youth or his youth and forgets the covenant of with the God. For their house leads to death and their path to the dead. None who go to her return again, nor do they regain the path of life. He said, look, wisdom will keep you out of places where you thought you wanted to be. Come on back real quick. I got to hustle. I got to hustle. My time's almost up. Watch this. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Listen, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Got to give you this. He says, look, not only were they dealing with temptation that way then, but in the epistle of Paul, Paul lifts up temptation. He says to them, and I love the Amplified Version because it makes one verse look like a paragraph. Listen, he said, no temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to the human experience. Everybody runs into it. Nor is any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. But God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with the temptation, he has in the past and is now and will always provide the way out as well so that you will be able to endure it without yielding and will overcome temptation with joy. Ooh, teach wise. He says as you gain wisdom, you're going to get confident res restraint, the ability to resist temptation. He said, that's what I want for you. And then finally, I'm closing right here. I got to get out of, the, out of the way. He says, he says, the end result is you will get the character of righteousness. The character of righteousness. Verse 20 says, so you will walk in the way of good people. That is those of personal integrity, moral courage, honorable character to keep in the path of righteousness for the upright, those who are in right standing with God. We live in the land and those of integrity who are blameless in God's sight and will remain in it. He says, you're going to get the place where you're going to get the character of righteousness as you walk in wisdom. So the more wisdom you walk in, the more righteousness you walk in. And that's in every area of your life. It's not just simply about sexual sins. It's not simply about hanging around evil people, but that's every area of your life. You're going to walk more and more and more into the character of righteousness. But, and he closes the chapter here, the wicked, that's those who don't look for wisdom, will be cut off from the land. And the treacherous, that's those even worse than wicked, shall be forcefully uprooted and removed from it. He said, look, the wicked don't have a place in the presence of the righteous because I got good things for you. I got blessings on blessings on blessings with your name on it. And God wants you to have the ultimate blessings and he wants you to have the good of the land as you develop wisdom. And the more wisdom you gain, the more God 
is going to be able to give you benefits that you did not even have to pray for. They came with walking in wisdom. Well, God bless you, saints. This has been the Answers for the Struggle, Ancient Wisdom for Modern Problems. I love you all with the love of the Lord. So grateful that you joined us with us tonight. So grateful that you were here. I appreciate it. I thank you again for this evening, and I thank you for being a partner with us here in ministry. I want to tell you again, if you want to be a part of this wonderful ministry, please don't hesitate to contact us. You can reach us at Shiloh NL, that is Shiloh New London, and say, hey, I want to be a member. I want to be a part of that family. Uh, email us at churchadmin at shilohnlcomplex.org or call us, 860-443-6046. I look forward to hearing from you. I thank God for each one of you, and I want to bless, bless God for what God has done. Now, look, I want to take a moment real quick just to tell you to keep praying for each other. There are a lot of people that are sick, some with COVID, some with regular other physical ailments that are not COVID, but pray for each other. Check on each other and realize God is still in the blessing business. So hold each other up in prayer. Keep praying for your pastor because I need it and I need you to hold me up before the Lord. I thank you for joining us here tonight. I'm going to ask that you would join us in giving now. You know, every week we take an offering up benevolently right here at this time. And you can give by Givelify, and, and that's uh, to Shallow Baptist Church, New London. You can give by mail, or you can give by Cash App at Shiloh NL. That is dollar sign Shiloh NL. Now, we make a great distinction of Shiloh, New London, and we do that very intentionally, not to get away from anything else other than to distinguish ourselves among all of the Shilohs that are out there. If you look up Shiloh, New London, you will come to us. And we do that both online and uh, in, on our airways. And the reason we do it because we want you to make sure you're connected with us. Look for our logo. Look for the Shiloh, New London. So you make sure that when you're giving, that you're giving to the Shiloh you wanted to give to. I want to let you know how much we love and appreciate you and know that I'm praying for you. I'll be on the prayer call tomorrow at 1 p.m., Please join me on the prayer call for community prayer tomorrow at 1 p.m. And uh, join us. We have a great time in the name of the Lord. Well, God bless you. This has been another one here at Shiloh. And I'm blessing God for each one of you. Keep each other in prayer. Walk together in brotherly love and make sure we serve God that we might be the beloved community that the Lord desires us to be. And in so doing, we now fulfill what God wants us to fulfill, that not only are we winning souls to Christ, but we're loving souls who are in Christ and beyond. This is our work, this is our walk, and this is how we show who we are in God. God bless you. This has been another one, and you know what I say. Shalom.